Esports is one of the fastest growing industries in the world. And this is the podcast where we talk all things branding, marketing, sponsorship, and events. I'm Rebecca Langawa, founder of Happy Warrior, and I'm an esports brand builder and strategist. Join me as I discuss the world of marketing and esports with some of the top experts in the industry. Welcome to the future marketing in esports. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My guest today is Kat Salazar. Kat is the founder of We Think. Within the sports space, We Think is working to build programs that really track effectiveness through individual player and team skill breakdowns and reporting. Kat, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you on the show. Kat and I we met through Stadia Ventures Accelerator Program, and I am blessed to be a mentor for, for the Accelerator and was paired up with Kat at WeThink. And I, I'm sure my listeners are like, what in the heck are you talking about tracking effectiveness through individual player and team skill breakdowns and reporting? Like, what in the hell is that? But I love what you guys are doing. I mean, it's really tracking cognitive behavioral performance of anywhere where teams are and within the esports space, it's evaluating how teams are coming together and like what's working and, and what's not working. And, and can you tell us more about like, w- like why we think, like, how did you come up with this idea to track this level of performance, which is so different from what most people are tracking? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks, Rebecca for for all of that so far but why we think is a fantastic question and it was kind of born out of my last two startup experiences i have a background in in esports and gaming and uh, education and the, my interest has always lied in the way that we optimize people and teams and that kind of led me to a set of skills that has been my fascination over the last 10 years uh, i like to think of them as fundamental factors of human success So those are skills that make up broad categories that you could think of like leadership or communication, decision-making, and character. They're the sorts of skills that allow us to uh, be the best at whatever else it is that we're good at. So if that's in a sporting environment or if that's a work environment, if we have skills like leadership skills, decision-making, problem-solving, communication, creativity, we are better at uh, whatever title we have. And that includes in esport environments. And it turns out that team gaming environments are really great ways of developing these skills and it's it's easy to see these skills and track these skills in those sorts of in those sorts of environments for us as well so uh you know about 2 years ago i started we think utilizing esport environments as a great way to prove out um we could we could wrap a technology around team environments to track and report and then eventually predict right who would be a best fit on a team so those sorts of skills again higher order cognitive and what we think of as non-cognitive skills are the skills that tell us who's going to be the best fit on a team because it turns out that to really win at, at anything being good teammates matters more than being the fastest or the strongest teammate if that makes sense so it's one of those problem that I noticed in my last two companies that just proliferated the uh, whole K through gray education spectrum, including in the workforce as well. 
That's amazing. So how um, you're, you're piloting it with K through 12 esports teams and clubs. What, um, what is it, what does it look like and feel like from the, from the player perspective and, and a coach perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're actually in college too, middle school, high school, and, uh, and university level esports teams and sports teams. Right now, it's a super easy interface for us. So a coach and every teammate has their own uh, profile that they can log into and dashboard. At the moment, coaches can push different sorts of surveys and evaluations in skill categories, again, like leadership, problem solving, communication, et cetera. And we encourage coaches to push those surveys after team experiences to the, the players and teammates. So think, you know, a, a practice or a tryout or an actual game um, or championship, because what we want is to, to get the understanding from the team members of how they felt they just performed in that particular experience in these skill sets. So we have players rate themselves and each other, and it, it really takes like less than five minutes to do. And we pull that data in and we analyze that or the software analyzes that and spits back uh, different analyses to the coach as well as to the, the players in real time. So they get to see how it is that they did and how their peers felt that they did in these different skill categories. And all of that data is anonymous, by the way. So we're not surfacing anything that's confusing or emotionally overwhelming. But the cool thing is we get to track that over time. So you can begin to see patterns in yourself, right? That will help you to optimize the skills that are the strongest for you and to optimize the skills that are maybe you're not the best at and become a better a better teammate for the for the role that you're playing and it helps the coach to see where you fit best and how to help you build the skills that will make you better on your esports team but also then beyond the game and in life because it turns out these sorts of skills are really important for for the workforce does that make sense and then how how often are individuals self-evaluating and evaluating their peers? Mm -hmm. It's up to the coach's discretion to decide what cadence of survey and evaluation they want uh, to use for their, for their teams. What we see and what we recommend is at least once a week. And we're seeing with several of our different uh, partnerships, twice a week is, is pretty much average at this point. So, you know, maybe it's practice in a game or just the practices and, and then, you know, increasing cadence, when when you're playing when you're playing through games later on in in the season, but it depends on how how coaches have that season set up. So the platform's really flexible, which is cool because you can make it work for your team and your particular program. So our platform can wrap around almost any team based program. Esports is a really great use case uh, for us, and we've been able to have a lot of effect there. I would imagine that a coach would be able to kind of see which skills you know, per individual on their team are highest and then almost curate that starting lineup as, you know, per se, based on having a really good balance of skills. Are you getting feedback that, that lends you to, to believe that from, from your side? Yes. So as, as, as we talk to all of our, our users right now, we're seeing a couple of different use, use cases that's definitely one. It's helpful for coaches, especially really busy coaches, 
to get to know who's on their team and what the balance is in terms of skill sets. And then also just, you know, what what kind of environment teams have and how they can move players around. So we have a a really busy high school coach that's just running a ton of teams and he's been able to see who fits where best and move some players around so that he's getting more optimal performance and optimal communication in his teams. And he's been able to do that sooner rather than later in, in a semester with these, with these students so that they have one, a more enjoyable time. And then two, obviously their outcomes are a lot better. And we've seen a lot of that. And it's just, I know it's been helpful also because the the skills that we're badging and tracking here, like I mentioned, are workforce skills. And they also qualify as career and technical education, mm. which means that a lot of the programs that are wrapping our We Think software into their program are eligible for different buckets of funding because esports doesn't currently in the K through 12 space have its own, even in the college space, have its own bucket of, of funding. So I know that makes it harder for uh, schools to you know, increase their program size and get the resources that they need, right? And even, yeah. even have a dedicated coach. So that's right. another, you know, another use case for us, for sure, when it comes to esports specific environments that we're excited about. Yeah. So early on, you said, you know, based on some of the the past experiences that that you've had, it really led you to discover a gap in which we think was was really you know birthed from. Can you tell us? I, I would love for you to share a bit about your education and and your experiences. If you if you just want to do a little, this is like the part in the video game where the game stops and it gives the whole backstory. <laughs> Can you just like yeah, share with us how you got started? Yeah. So, so fun fact, right? I was in college at 14, which meant that I got to see a lot of the world from a different vantage point. I ended up, you know, studying. A so, of- so you're, so you're a genius. Well, <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> how were you in college at 14? Like that's a back, like you need to explain. How were you at going to college at 14? Uh, my my parents are, are immigrants and had particular ideas about education. So I was homeschooled and skipped a lot of stuff and worked at worked at my dad's company and and ended up just test testing in. So I was at a like a community college and transferred into a university when I was 16 and got accepted to an honors program. I studied music and analytical philosophy, and then I went on after my degree in, in philosophy to study video game development and design. That was awesome. And I have just a real passion for how we can use games, gaming environments to learn through play. I think it's a, a fantastic way to do to do more and learn more in interesting and engaging environments, particularly environments that already exist. So as I don't know how familiar you are with quote unquote, serious games or educational games, but sometimes they're not the best, right? There's so much that you can learn from from games that are more popular and out there. And so I spent a lot of time kind of digging into that space and those fields. And between that and another startup I had where I built methods to teach um, these you know fundamental factors of of human success. So again, things like problem solving and creative thought and goal setting and planning, I realized that, oh my gosh, you know, there's this huge, gap and and problem and it hit home for my my passion you know for human optimization uh, and that's the problem that inspired me to to stop and start rethink and try and build a scalable solution to really tracking and managing 
uh, the skills that matter for building winning people and winning winning teams. And again, it's not about being the fastest and strongest. That was the problem, right? We keep assuming that that's the way that we build good teams and, and that's the most optimal human being, but that's not really true, right? Everybody has something different to offer and fundamental human skills are things that we can all achieve. So by focusing on building those skills in people, right, we really give everybody a chance. So it's like the ultimate diversity, equity, and inclusion play, if you will, by focusing on these, again, what you might think of as soft skills or fundamental factors for human success, because everybody can do it and play an awesome role on a team. So that's, yeah, that's my passion. And that's, that's where it was born. My, my mini backstory. You unpacked, you literally unpacked what like would have taken me an hour and a half to explain to somebody (laughs) in like four four minutes. That's incredible. I've known you for a while and I had, I had no idea that you were on that trajectory from such a young age and kudos to you for, and, and your parents for really giving you guidance in a way and for you to lean in on kind of discovering passions and melding them together. It's really cool how you see different skill sets applied in the esports ecosystem and and I know that we think isn't just about esports. So tell tell me like a little bit about how you see this technology evoking change amongst how, you know, like beyond esports, beyond traditional sports. I I'd really love for you to kind of paint a vision for how this technology could really come to life in in the way that teams come together. Sure. So the, you know, the biggest factor for developing these sorts of skills which, you know, research has proven, right? that these are the sorts of skills that improve the way that teams function. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the team objective is. And this goes back to this idea of, of winning actually. So, you know, we have teams to win, but winning kind of depends on the context, right? So winning for, for an esports team might actually be winning the game, right? Winning for winning for a, a team of engineers might be completing a project, right. Or releasing a product. So, Winning is defined differently, you know, based on, based on your context, if you will. And, but how we win is the same, right? How we win, what research has proven is by having a united team that can communicate strongly, you know, that has a sense of psychological safety. And that means that the team members have to have the attributes that we think is measuring and tracking. So if we go back to that, you know, the fundamental problem that I just identified in my little mini bio here, right, is that we look for the strongest and most talented people. And we think that that equates to winning teams. If that's not true, right? And what's true is that people with these sorts of, you know, team skills are the, the people that makes that make winning teams. Well, these skills are, are like subject matter or winning agnostic, right? It doesn't matter how you define win. You can develop these skills and your team outcomes and output will be better. So if you, if you understand that that's the core of what it is that we're doing and that's how these skills work, then, you know, tracking those skills, it, it, it really doesn't matter what the environment is, which is, which is cool. So it just so happens that it's, it's, it's easy to do that in an esports environment. And that's what I'm passionate about. And it's, it's quite simple to do that in an, in a, a sports environment as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, it rolls out easily into another environment because what we're really doing, like step one is building the awareness of teammates that, hey, you have these skills and 
and or these are what these skills are if you've never heard of them. And we work with some some students that haven't ever heard of these skills or don't think about them. But to build that awareness means that you can begin to change your behavior because you're suddenly aware of it, which is how games work if you think about it too, right? We surface stats and metrics and that makes you cognizant of those things and you try to improve them. So we're surfacing stats and metrics on you know your leadership and character and communication, teaching you what these things look like with behavioral anchors, providing your coach materials, you know, to help you and guide you so that you can be aware of those skills. And that's step number one to changing behavior. So you can be a better teammate. So by building awareness, we can shift team behaviors regardless of what the team context and defined win is. Right. And I would imagine the earlier that you can start fostering this level of awareness in young talent, the better. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Wildly important human skills, right? They are. I mean, okay, so going back to my experience working within the NBA, um, either directly or indirectly working with athletes on that level, you see patterns develop, you know, where you are kind of given this fly on the wall view where you're kind of in the shadows. People don't notice that you're there, but you're there at all of the all of those key moments. And one thing that I always was able to over time predict was players coming in even as early as media day as rookies being able to kind of see the way that they perceived themselves or the way they wanted the world to perceive them if they came in with like this energy of arrogance where it was where they were very flashy you know these these are individuals that their raw skills and talent have always been celebrated, but no one's necessarily teaching them about character and behavior. And so I always would joke around that what the NBA needed was ego camp. Like they needed to send all their players to ego camp and like break them down and make them understand that they're not the biggest deal in the entire world because there were players that I would watch come into the league as rookies and they would be in either two camps number like camp a, they thought they were like, they, they should have been on the starting five from day one and no one can tell them anything different. And they're going to do what they want to do because the conveyor belt of the athletic experience that they've had and everyone around them put them at this pedestal. And then like, you're playing with the big boys now. Camp B was like, they're just happy to be there. They might not even have the same amount of raw talent and skills as the camp A, but because of their mindset, their attitude, the way that they bring um, everything that they have to the table from practice to being, you know, being coachable and also being willing to, help everybody behind them in that journey. Those are the, those, those are the athletes that I've seen have a really long career um, that really trumps just raw talent. If you just have raw talent, but you don't know how to be like a really decent human being and you, and, and you have this perception of yourself that is like out of this world, it's really hard to be a team member because you're always focused on what is in it for you. And that's what I really found compelling about what you're building, especially when it can be applied to younger talent, because it gives the ability for that 
coach at an early age to not only speak life in meaningful, tangible ways to the talent, but curate and develop skills that kind of go beyond beyond the game, beyond the court, beyond the field that individuals can use to be successful throughout their entire life, which has been commonly and often ignored in traditional sports. And I feel like esports is so early, like it's so early that if we can start infusing technology like you have developed at the, you know, even middle school, high school, collegiate level and really create well-rounded talent, it is going to really help them not only forge really successful team dynamics, but help them in the real world as well. Absolutely. You said so, so much good stuff there in the last couple of minutes. It's yes. So absolutely that, you know, sort of the division of talent across the spectrum ranges from maybe not enough self-confidence or self-esteem to an overconfidence that borders on arrogance or too much ego, right? And how how that affects the way that you plan a team is is massive. And it's, you know, the golden mean is is where uh, where the key lies, right? Being able to understand your own skills and have a good assessment of yourself, but then be able to have the ability to really understand you're one of many. And it's by working as a team, right? And putting the team before uh, your own self-interest that allows you to really win, right? It's that right. team synergy is the, what allows you to win. And those are the skills that we're measuring for. So what's cool about what we're doing is that we're another metric for talent management, right? If you think mm-hmm. about it, like you said, it's important to teach this to especially young young talent, right? However, you're looking at whether that's athletic talent or whether that's future workforce talent, because then you know we're developing these skills really young, but there's also a history of understanding how those skills develop in in each individual, so that that they can you know we we can place them in the in the the best possible fit for them, right? Right. right. What's really cool about these skill sets. It by helping to develop these skills, we're we're you know ensuring that you're going to find a place on a team, right? That you you will be able to to function on a team well and live at a happier at happier life all the way around. Right. Uh, that's, that's exciting because yes, we're a benefit to the game, right? We're a benefit to the team itself, but we're a benefit way beyond the game as well. Yeah. So I feel like it, it can help fine tune team dynamics, but also from an HR or org perspective, it also could help sales teams be more effective and understand each other and work together better. It could help the creative team from a communication standpoint, being able to figure out where the best types of, of creative individuals working together. Because a lot of times creative teams, whether it's at an agency level or at an esports org at a pro team, they kind of get segmented into kind of like almost mini pods of teams that gel really well together and they work on specific discipline projects. So I feel like this could definitely be something to find, like, what's that right fit? What's that right balance of workforce that goes beyond gaming and, and, and traditional sports talent dynamics? Sure. We, de- we definitely see that we have a place there uh, eventually as a, as a company and as a technology, right? Because what, you know, what we're doing is, is beyond 
like occasionally, okay, we get compared to a personality assessment, but that's not what we're doing, right? We're really, really trying to help people build awareness and understand their, their own behaviors and patterns and perceptions of themselves and perceptions of each other and others' perceptions of themselves, right? Yeah. So, so they can, so they can build that awareness and, and have, have the conversations they need and build that team dynamic, right? Team synergy. Uh-huh. And kind of calibrate over time, so it's not a one and done, right? Like let's. Yeah, it's it's, it's beyond a personal assessment and a personality assessment because your personality is your personality. This is this is something where there's actionable steps that one can take to fine tune specific skills. Whether it's hey, these are some weaknesses of mine, I'm going to work on those, or these are my strengths, and I'm going to lean in and further develop my strengths so I'm even stronger. Right. And it helps the coach or manager to un- understand where, where there's an issue and with what skills there's an issue. Right. And we've, we've had a lot of feedback on that front from our, our current partners, you know, the insights that they get you know, rather than later on where there's both more function than they thought. And then, you know, some more dysfunction than they thought and it allows them a way to address those those kind of issues, right? And invite everybody in. So again, a, a great tool for culture if you're looking at it that way too, because yeah. it's a calibration tool. It's not a one and done. It's not a yearly thing. It's not a weekend boot camp on team team dynamic. It's it's more than that. It's something that you can use consistently to keep a pulse, right, on how your team is functioning based on actual events or experiences, which are really important because tied to actual situations is where you're getting real insight when it's when your your answers are in relationship to a context and not yeah. just how I generally feel, right? So that's where we we tend to get a little less, we get better data, basically. So let's let's talk about insights for a second. Sure. Um what does how does the reporting functionality how does that differ from that super user coach perspective to each individual that is kind of self analyzing what is what is an output and how, like how does it inform them in regards to what their team is performing from a coach's perspective and what does that individual see sure so what the player gets to see on their individual dashboard is their own evaluations of their skills so how they see their skills their weakest and their strongest and then how the, the team has rated their skills and whether there's a difference between the team's perception and you know the individual's perception of where their skill strengths are out. And we've gamified those that point system so that you can't backwards engineer who rated you what. So everybody's everybody's information is is safe there. But at the same time, you get to see is there a difference in the way that I see myself? And Rebecca, if we think back to you know, your pattern recognition in NBA players, right? And that idea of ego, it's it's so important that, you know, we've, we definitely have seen patterns in the different programs and teams that we've worked with where you get the player that rates themselves super high and then they, they begin to balance out as they realize that well, their team's not rating them as high. And so their perception of what that skill looks like and how they're executing it changes in a way that benefits the team function and actually makes them a better player all the way around and a happier person, which is really cool. So we've been doing this long enough to see to see those outcomes. And then from a, a coach and manager's perception or what they get to see on, on their dashboard is a lot, a lot more, right? They get to dig into the data. So 
they get to see all of their teams at a, at a top line view and where they're, where they're strongest and weakest, and they can dig into each, each user's individual scores so that they can understand how users are, users are functioning. And of course, they have the ability to manage their teams, to send, to send out evaluations and surveys to any of their teams or individuals and to select the skills that they want to focus on, which is what's really cool too. So some of the some of the coaches that we have use all the skills and kind of rotate them. And then some of them focus in on the set of skills that matters most to them or where they feel that there's a particular weakness or what's most important for the program, which is pretty awesome. And then of course we have reporting functions, which is great for any of our partners in the in the K-12 space as well. You know, we have a partner that actually gives credit for the programs that they run that they've wrapped we think into and so those reporting features are super meaningful because they're we're badging and tracking those skills and that's how they get their 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 career and technical education credits for for the programs that they're running which is super super exciting and one of the things that we'll be adding as a feature for the individuals is essentially an exportable like resume of these skills because these skills are so important for you know, moving on to your next step. So whether that's going into college or getting a job, being able to prove that you've been working on these skills, that you have these skills validated is what we think is, is really the, the future of, of work and, and talent here. So we're excited to develop that out more uh, as we, as we grow here. That's awesome. And where are you in your, in your startup journey? Cause I know you're a relatively new startup where 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 are you currently sitting? Are you in in beta testing? Are you looking for more organizations to kind of partner with to run more beta? Are you go to market? Where where do you currently sit? Yeah, we have an MVP out in in market, and we've been working with mostly that you know middle school, high school, and university space. We are definitely looking for more partners and more feedback as we, you know, have a, a full future roadmap ahead of us. And we're really excited about the, you know, what we're able to show in, in our application to, to teams in general. Definitely, definitely looking to build partnerships out this year and excited to continue working with the partners that we have, some of, some of which have been piloting with us. So we released our first version, kind of beta, beta version in 2020. At the end of end of 2020, and are, are really excited to be where we're at right now in our product development journey. And how can people find you or reach out to you specifically if they're interested in learning more about what we think is building? Totes, my my email is the the best way to reach out to me, and that's Katrina K A T R I N A at We Think Inc. US. Our website is wethinkinc.us, and that's Inc. I-N-C, like a corporation. And you can find me at that email address and schedule a call with myself or my my head of head of partnerships through our website. And that's probably the best way to to hit us up. We're always happy to take a conversation. We just got STEM accredited as well. So wow. Uh, yeah, we're really excited about that one too. STEM.org is a wonderful organization. So um very excited to be working alongside them, adding soft skill development to the STEM world. It's amazing. And 
I just know that you, what you're building is so unique. You noticed a gap in the industry. You came in, you filled that void. I think there's going to be a lot of, of growth potential with this, not just in traditional sports and esports, but even beyond just anywhere that teams are. I think you guys can evoke a lot of change and um, add a lot of value to how people think about the way that team dynamics work and in and intangible ways to help people really, you know, I always think of like iron sharpens iron kind of a phenomenon, you know, really understanding how you see yourself and then how the world perceives you and putting that into tangible metrics is, is extremely powerful in my, in, in, you know, in my mind, what, what's next for you? You know, let, let's look forward five or 10 years. We think has just completely exploded and maybe you get acquired like, What do you aspire individually for yourself, Kat? Like, what do you aspire towards for your next? So many things. You know, Rebecca, impact has always really mattered to me, right? Like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, what is the one thing I would have changed about the world, you know, to make a difference, I would have said I would change education, right? I want to be able to give more more kids opportunities through, through better systems of education. And it's, you know, one of the ways that I roundabout got into, we think, because that diversity, equity, and inclusion angle matters so, so much to me. And uh, I, I have a lot more to do in the, in the education and learning space. And I think, yeah, I think there's a lot more for me to do in the space that we're, we're kind of hovering around with, we think, uh, and I have a, I have a definite passion for it. I was lucky enough to have a really different sort of education that gave me uh, a lot of these skills early on. And then, you know, there there are other parts of my education that were missing. One of the things that I'm really passionate about is financial education, right? Um, That we don't really do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For our kids. So there's just a ton on my mind um, past this particular endeavor and very excited about the impact that we can potentially make at we think for individuals, for teams, and hopefully the way that we think about work and yeah. people, right? Um, and and the value that they can bring. Like I said, if we can stop looking for just the strongest and the most talented, not that being strong and being talented doesn't matter. It's definitely something that is you know important to try to develop in yourself. But if we can start developing the things that everybody can work on, right? And then look to not just be the best, but be the best you, right? Yeah. And I think that's one of the, I mean, it's a really broad statement, right? But it's definitely something that we help, right? Is you to understand yourself and to, to learn to be the best version of yourself to design, you know, your best you and your best life. And gosh, I'd love to see us start to make that shift in our, in our society and culture. Yeah. Well, you know, from a child of immigrants to a founder of such an innovative company with aspirations beyond you're living and embodying the American dream and so much more. I trust that anything you set your mind to, Kat, you are going to completely blow out of the water. And I'm so grateful to be able to be on your team and um, a part of, small part of the journey that you are on. I appreciate you coming on my show and really sharing what we think is trying to do in this space because I feel like it is so needed, absolutely necessary. And you've been needed in this market for at least 25 years. So thank you so much for for sharing what you're building. My pleasure, Rebecca. It's I'm so grateful to have you as a, as a part of my journey. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And if anybody wants to reach out to Kat, 
She's shared her information. You can look on the um, on, on our website to, to see that and, and link to her profiles and connect directly with her. Thanks so much, Kat, for coming on. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye, hon. Bye.